0: Oh, wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's such a blessing to be with you all this morning, and it always feels I'm home, though I don't look similar to you guys, but still, your warm welcome always makes me feel that I'm home and home away from home. And there are a lot of people watching even from India. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing to see. There are a lot of people uh, watching live in Liberia, India. And you are here in different parts of the world. Such a beauty in worshiping this amazing and most high God. Amen. And thank you so much for your uh, love and care and support uh, uh, to all the missions that are happening through the church. It's something to celebrate. This weekend was just amazing. We had this wonderful missions conference. I just want to thank you, the whole missions team for their tremendous effort to make it happen. I really literally felt it's like a piece of heaven on earth because there are people of different colors, languages, and all of them coming together in one room, worshiping only one God. Man, that's something we need to celebrate. It was Amazing, and thank you for all the teams that worked for uh, the missions, conference happened. It was such a blessing, and thank you, uh, especially Pastor Jeff, for giving me this opportunity to be with you guys, and uh, let's look to the Bible. Uh, John chapter 6, verse from 1, beginning from 1. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on mountainside, sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. And about 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the five loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves, left over by those who had eaten. People of this passage is just amazing. Word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this wonderful morning and uh, you speak through this guy standing here. It's not my words that your Holy Spirit Open our hearts to receive the word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. There are many interesting passages in the Bible, and especially when Jesus is on this earth, it is just amazing to see the different things that he do. He did, and it's unbelievable to see the kind of ministry he did, and always he has some different way to deal with things. And in this passage, there is a big crowd following Jesus and they came to Jesus and he's probably preaching and teaching so many things and people love to listen to Jesus and it's getting dark and we all have the same problem. If it is dark, we got to go home for our dinner and disciples decided, Jesus, these people need to go home because it's too late and I don't think we have anything to feed these people and Jesus said, oh, Philip, go check how much bank balance we got. No, 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 he did not say that. He said, Philip, uh, go check how much uh, it costs to feed all these people. Something interesting, Jesus doesn't have bank balance. He doesn't even have a credit card first. Oh, first bank balance and then credit card. Uh, Jesus doesn't have anything, and as the disciples, they've been following Jesus, and Philip knows exactly what Jesus has. And Philip is a very serious guy. I really liked him because he's a sarcastic guy too. What he did, what he did is, he, he, he took Jesus' words very seriously. He walks away and he comes back to Jesus. and says, I love his, his words. He says, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread. I wish he would have stopped there. That's where he goes sarcastic. He says, you know what? Even if, If we bring the six months wages to these people, it's going to make like, for all these people, it will be like one bite. And that's it. And if he was my disciple, i say, you're fired. I mean, who needs a disciple or a follower, an employee who is going to be sarcastic to a person like that? Like, that's rude. Dude, you are not eligible to be a follower or a disciple or under my uh, leadership. But that's something, beauty in this passage. Afterwards, it says, for he already had what he was going to do in his mind. It's a good news for the people in this room. Many times we look at our logistics, the reality in our lives, we feel this number is never going to happen. This is not going to work in our lives. yes. The logistics that you see, the numbers you see on your phone or your screen or whatever it is, it may not work for you. But the problem is we look at those things and we are done. It's like, ah, this is not happening. Philip, I love Philip. He came back and he said, God, Jesus, you know, even if we work for six months and bring all the paychecks and it's going to make only like one bite, that's it. I, I can't imagine Jesus' uh, expression at that moment, but it's definitely funny. Uh, it, it, it's, the way Jesus handled the situation is unbelievable. If you think that you have very small and insignificant thing in your life and you're undergoing so much pain, suffering, problem, whatever it is, don't give up. He already had something in his mind that he's going to work in your life. Don't give up. You're looking at the reality of this world and forgetting the most high God who is in your life taking care of your needs and everything, don't give up. He already had a purpose for your life in his mind. All you got to do is listen to him. Can I get an amen for that? Are you giving up on something? Here is an encouragement for you this morning. It may not be enough to handle your situation. It may not be enough to take care of the needs that you have. It may not be enough for anything, but all you got to do is depend on God's vision. He already had it in his mind. He's going to take care of your need. Uh, It's my, uh, some of the words that I say may not be a very polished way, but I have to admit, but I have to say, there's no choice. So ca- coming from a different culture and background and language, and seeing things uh, in a very different way because the way you drink, eat, food, dressing, everything is different. Uh, where I lived and where I am right now. Uh, going back and forth, I learned so many things every time I visit. Uh, even my first uh, in my first years that I lived here before uh, was like uh, using those instruments that's on table like sword and fork, no knife and fork and spoons. It was challenging. Learning so many things in the different cultures is challenging, and it was surprising. Uh, as Pastor Jeff said, my parents are here this morning, and um, uh, we, we were going around uh, some stores because these stores are humongous, and you see so many things, and it takes forever. You don't have to buy anything. Looking at these things, it's like, wow. And we were walking around some of the stores, and my dad asked me, like, what is this? I was like as if I know everything, I was like, ah, oh, these are camping tents. And the next question was a little surprising and confusing for me. He asked me, like for what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh in America people go out in the mountains, ah, da 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 I was explaining and they go, they sleep, and they sleep, they need tents. And he asked me again a question like for what? I am like, okay, I thought I know, but actually I don't know. It's it's interesting uh, because you're looking at things in a different perspective, it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, uh, it's like a vacation thing, but I really don't know why they sleep in tents. <laughs> because back home in our culture, I mean, this is not to offend anybody, but it's a uh, Back home, tents are like, people doesn't have homes, they live in tents, and it doesn't make sense. So, Dad, I'm really sorry. I have no idea what is this for. Now I have to admit. So, vacations. We all love vacations, right? See, I can see those hands. Yeah. So, uh, especially, a lot of people talk about cruise ships. Have you ever been on one? No, I have not been. So, cruise ships are very interesting, I heard so many things about cruise ships. I really want to be on one of those, but I got a lot of things to do. Uh, (laughs) Cruise ships are something amazing. When I heard about things and I saw pictures, and that's something beautiful to see, but something interesting someone shared, but it is not, they said it's not there anymore. I've not been on cruise ships, so I'm not speaking for any cruise ship uh, company. the, they said they have a midnight buffet in cruise ships. Is it right? Yeah, some people are nodding yes and no. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, they said they have crew, uh, midnight buffets in cruise ships, and uh, I was like, because I know a lot of Americans love to eat before like sunset, uh, before 6, 5 p.m. in the evening, and I was like, yeah, probably there will be no one at midnight eating cheeseburgers, whatever, Uh, and uh, they said, and I told them, probably nobody's eating uh, uh, in the midnight buffet. They said, no, if you go down there, the room will be packed. (laughs) (sighs) The reality is the cruise ships are run to make people comfortable that are traveling on the cruise ships. Cruise ships are driven by the comforts of their passengers. Unfortunately, today, a lot of churches are thinking we are in a cruise ship. We are eating away the fruits that the church already has. But we are not on a cruise ship, my dear brothers and sisters. This is something really serious to think about, pray about. We are not on a cruise ship. We are not meant to have the comforts the church is not a cruise ship. Instead, it is a battleship. Is it right? Battleship, I was asking someone, and they said on, on battleship, the restaurant, they feed the, their uh, warriors, uh, soldiers. They call it as a mess. The mess? Really? Because the main focus of this battleship is not about the comforts of their passengers. The main focus of this battleship is to win the battle for their nation. We are in a battleship not for our comforts. We are on a mission of this most high God. Are you looking for the comforts in the place? Yeah. Are you being comfortable in the church? my brothers and sisters we are not here to be comfortable we have to be passionate for this most high God we are on a mission with him we got to get on to it we are not we are not supposed to worry about our food or any other things on this planet only goal is we are carrying this banner we are carrying this cross for this most high God we are on a battleship not a cruise ship this is a sad reality we like to be comfortable I'm not talking about this nice, comfortable chairs. But we are called to be on a battleship. But sadly, we are carried away with the comforts and the feelings of this world. The church is not supposed to be driven by our comforts. It has a mission. Mission to do something, to bring the peace of God to this world. One of my professors said these words, he said, a church doesn't have a mission. The mission has a church. That's a lot of difference. We are all together, I'm talking about the global church, uh, individual churches, we are part of this mission to carry only one purpose, to bring this love that we have experienced from him To pass on to the people in this world who are lost, we are called to be on the move with him. Amen. Unfortunately, we feel in a different way. We are focused on us. I, me, it's me. I have to be comfortable. I have to do this in my life, in my family, in me. This is not what we are called for. We always ask for God what are you going to do for me God but actually God is looking at you asking how are you bringing my love and peace to this lost world if you are on a mission you're on a mission with God doing or bringing the love and peace of God that you have received in you and you're bringing that to this lost world that's what we are called for we are on this ship to bite, to fight the battle I like when some people pray for many things. We are self-focused many times, but we are called to be with this God in this amazing mission to carry this amazing gospel to the world. And in the story, this uh, uh, incident, Jesus asked Philip, and Philip being sarcastic, he already got fired by me, but not by Jesus. Jesus. And uh, uh, Jesus, uh, to Jesus, this guy comes out uh, by name Andrew, Jesus' disciple. He says, you know what? Uh, actually, this guy has uh, five loaves of bread. I got some bread for you. This little boy brings his snack pack or lunch bag or whatever. It was just a little. Probably they must be even smaller than this. But they, he has five bread and two love, five bread and two small little fish for him to eat when he's hungry. His mama might have packed him this amazing lunch pack, some carbs and some protein. <laughs> this guy walks in with this. Andrew brings this guy to Jesus, saying, You know what? this guy got, and when I was thinking about bread back home. I always look at bread as a, something only uh, people who are in hospital eat. That's a staple food for people who, who got admitted in the hospital, they only eat bread. So American portions are actually a little different. For me, it was surprising. Uh, so I don't think the five bread is like in American sizes. They are like really small. Because, and you can imagine this little guy carrying, it's a little boy, he has a little belly, so he had a little lunch bag. And interesting thing is, he comes to Jesus with this um, lunch bag, and Andrew brings him to Jesus, and is like, Jesus, he must be really scared, Andrew. Jesus, actually, this guy said he got something, and uh, here we go, and he might have laughed, because he doesn't want to get uh, already, I fired Philip, so... Another guy to be fired. Uh, And I I, I just want to encourage this guy. My first point is, this guy had a dumb idea. And he made a bold decision. He had a dumb idea. Did anybody have a dumb idea before? Man, you're all smart people, but I had many dumb ideas. A dumb idea is really dumb. But it's a dumb idea, and he made a bold decision. Other day, on Friday, Pastor Jeff was reminding of uh, this wonderful woman of God, Maddie, uh, Maddie George, back in 1994 in the chapel. He was pr- she was praying for missions back in 1994, and she doesn't know what is happening today. Definitely she had a dumb idea back then. That's what people thought. Maybe. I don't know. As a guy who, who is standing in front of you right now, I was an extreme introvert. I'd never like to be in front of people. I hated to be in front of people. I don't want to talk to people. That's the reason I went to school for computer science because if you have a computer, you can sit with your computer and sit with your computer with your computer forever. You don't have to talk to people, right? So that's where I, I chose my career to be in, but God has a different man. He already had something in his mind and As a guy, I made a dumb decision or a dumb idea, and I brought it to Jesus. Many times we feel we have a dumb idea, but all you got to do is bring it to Jesus. I had this vision of uh, our uh, building or uh, providing things for a church back home. I had a dumb idea, and uh, especially some of you might have already knew this. Uh, I probably shared this before. At seminary, I came to Asbury Seminary uh, to learn and to uh, experience a uh, different culture and different worldview, perspective, so on. I was washing dishes and thinking all the times like I came here to learn how to wash dishes. No. Uh, to be a preacher, but being washing dishes, I was so frustrated. And at some point, I went for a few interviews, and everybody were uh, welcoming for being a pastor in this country, which was, like, amazing. Uh, But God has given a very specific calling for India, so I decided not to stay here, to go back and do god's work in that country, in in our country and uh, since i was uh, offered a few jobs to be pastor in this country but i was not interested so i had to say no and one day i seriously washed my dishes and i walked up the out of the cafeteria into the student lobby and here is a, a sign saying looking for an associate pastor and this guy was not there is a small piece of paper Nobody signed up for it. I felt like, okay, let me do. It's a dumb idea. So I, did my, I wrote my name, number. I said, I'll come back at 2-something. And I went back. There's a guy sitting there seriously reading a book. And I walked up to him and I said, you know what? I don't need your job. I don't want your job. <laughs> Never try this for cracking an interview. This is not going to work for everyone. <laughs> Unless... So, the guy who was sitting in the chair, he stood up and he looked at me and said, I'm Jeff Kersey. Uh, still, I was like, okay, I'm Prashant. And uh, uh, I looked at him and said, I'm sorry, I have forgot to introduce myself. I'm Prashant and uh, I'm not looking for a job. I just want to experience the culture. And uh, since I learned in the school, I want to have some exposure in the practical world, how it is applied. That's the reason I'm, uh, I, want, I was a little frustrated and I'm really sorry. He said, okay, give me a number and name, and rest is history. So I never thought he's going to call me back because the way I approached, it was definitely a dumb thing to do. <laughs> and I don't know what Mount Horeb is and who he is, actually. So I was like, it was a dumb decision to make. But see, years past, the friendship and the relationship that we formed with you, And even for our personal thing, I want to thank everyone. Uh, uh, As a a pastor of the church, we had a vision for a church because we are doing services after services, multiple services. Every Sunday, Uh, our worship starts at uh, 6 a.m. And it's been going crazy. The church is growing and we cannot fit people anymore. And we had this vision of having a, a bigger facility to worship. And if uh, uh, what we, you have given is, uh, you might think, very small. But I want to show you the picture of what's happening back home. It's an amazing to see what God is doing and how he is multiplying. It's a little, but it's been multiplied. I don't know how this little boy, when he's walking up to Jesus... I love it, because in our communities, when you, uh, as I said, when you have a dumb idea, people look at you, laugh at you, smile at you. And in fact, I learned in in this culture in America, rolling ice, I practiced really well. (laughs) It's like, as if this is the only guy has something. When you're working on something, when God gave you burden for something, are people speaking behind? Are they talking about you? Are they whispering in their ears and you could hear them? And you think it's a dumb idea. And that's what they're saying. Man, this little boy heard probably a few thousands of whispers pointing fingers at him. But he didn't give up. He had a dumb idea that he made a bold decision of walking to Jesus with what he had. This little kid is just amazing. It's unbelievable. The it, uh, scripture says there were only 5,000 men. If they are married, it's like another 5,000. If they have at least one kid, that would be take 15,000. So let's imagine there were like ten to 15,000 people. Out of this, he's carrying his little lunch pack to Jesus. And that's something to think about. I don't know what kind of gift you have. It looks like very small, insignificant, nothing enough for anything. Man, all you got to do is just bring it to Jesus. Here is the good news. You think that what you have is not enough. It is very evident and clear. The logistics says it's not going to make enough food for all of the people. It's not going to be enough. But all you got to do is like this little boy with a huge faith. All you got to do is bring it to Jesus. The gift you have, the talent you got, I don't know what kind of gift God has given to you. You might look at it and feel so low. No, 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 no. All you got to do is bring it to Jesus. It may be a dumb idea, but get or uh, do that bold decision today. Second thing, it may not be sufficient, it's insufficient at never lacking. Some of us uh, give to Jesus and we try to operate. It's like, yeah, Jesus, you know what? Do this, do this, do this. And this little boy, he, he brought it to Jesus, and that's it. Nothing says about him after that. He brought it to Jesus. He gets away from his way. Jesus says this amazing thing. He said, make people sit in the, on the grass, sit down. Have the people sit down. Jesus says that word, and I'm like, if I was one of the disciples of Jesus because you people are wonderful people, so I made dumb decisions, so I'm putting myself in there. Uh, if, if I was one of the disciples, I will be like, Jesus, you don't have a bank balance, you don't have a credit card, and this little buddy brought five bread and two loaves. and you're asking me to make people sit, and I, I'll be there, and people are like, hey, how are you going to provide for us? It's like, ma'am, I don't know anything, sit. It's like, that's not going to make any sense. You don't see anything. There is nothing to see. As a leader, many times you will be in front and God has given you a vision to do something and you don't see anything. All you got to do is like make people sit, ma'am, sir, sir, please sit down. Sir, please sit down. All you got to do that is like if they ask you questions and you have no answer for it. But all you got to do is trust him. It may look insufficient, but trust him, you'll be never lacking anything. And he made sit, people were sitting there, and I, I, this is something really exciting. The people, whoever heard the disciples and sat, Jesus took out bread and gave thanks, and it was just flowing out, and everybody started eating. The scripture says, like, whoever sat down got satisfied. Many times it's not God providing us. Many times the problem is the posture you are in. Many times we stand in asking questions, but instead of standing and asking questions, there are times that you got to sit in obedience. We struggle by standing. This is not going to happen. This is impossible. Yes, it's impossible, but all you got to do is sit down in obedience. And you lack nothing. Many times we stand and asking tons of questions. Oh, this is not going to work. Yes, it's not going to work. If you stand too long, it's going to work only when you sit in obedience. Amen? These people, the whole crowd sat there in obedience. And everybody is satisfied. I just want to give this. It's not about your ability it's about your availability many times we look at what we have what we got it's a very minimal simple things but it's not about your ability what you can do what you can make what you can change how you can think change things upside down it's not about your ability it's definitely your availability when god calls you for something He's not looking for your ability. He doesn't need your ability. He definitely needs your availability. We look ourselves so low sometimes thinking of like, man, what I have is very small. If this little guy with five bread and two fish, it's not his ability. All he did is he said, I am available to give what I have. We look ourselves many times down, not thinking the reality of our God. He can do things unbelievably amazing and great things in our lives. I know this is a serious time, but everybody ate to full, like they can't eat anymore. So they ate till there, and there were like 12 baskets more, so there is an abundance and I don't think all-you-can-eat-bread was invented in America. It was invented even before that. And uh, two go-boxes, probably, is back then. I love it. I, I, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't say anything about this little boy after that. It, it, he came and he gave it to Jesus. That's it. But I, I want to imagine at seminary they taught you how to imagine things no they don't do it uh, uh, I, I, I can't imagine exactly but I would say this guy came to Jesus and he got stuff and maybe Jesus might have told son if you want to take more take more and go home so probably he might have filled his bag when he came probably he might have brought his small bag and he's going home he might be carrying like a huge bag going home says mama look what I got it's like she must be really surprised and amazed. Like you went with five little bread and two small fish, coming home with the abundant, like huge amount of food, son made you got from. You know what? I gave away the little I have, and Jesus gave me this. That's something unbelievable. You might think, uh, it's back then. I wish I was there, I would have given this five bread and two fish. That will be amazing. I, won't, I was reminded of this little story back a couple of years ago. I was traveling to India uh, from Chicago. It was winter, and the plane, it was really snowing, and uh, the airplane, we boarded the plane, and the airplane stopped for defrosting, whatever they call it. Uh, the airplane wings and stuff, they were spraying, and it literally took two hours to do that. And everybody in the plane were frustrated. It's not fun to be on an airplane which is not moving. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, in some airplanes, you go like three seats and then you go back, it's only two seats. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I was in that two seats and the person who is sitting next to me was a little kid. It was like seven years, maybe. Uh, She is sitting there and their mother with other two kids sitting on the three seats. And uh, uh, as we were waiting for the uh, airplane to take off, it's not happening. And all of a sudden, they announced that we are are about to fly. And I'm like, ah, finally. And everybody prepared. And all of a sudden, this little girl who's sitting next to me was making weird noises. I'm like, I didn't have kids by then. So I was like, I have no idea how to deal with children, and she's almost like throwing up. And I want to call her, and she looks at me in that face, and is she, almost like, take care of my kid, kind of a sign. And I have no idea how to deal with it. Uh, and her, her mother also almost about to get up, and there was says, ma'am, please sit down. So it's all, you know. And uh, she, she looked at me, and I looked at her. She did not say a word, but I was like, this kid, please don't throw up till we go. <laughs> and actually, that prayer didn't work. <laughs> she looked, I was like, oh, hold on. I took the bag, and I, I put my uh, bag to her, and she threw up in that bag. I was like, God, I don't want to throw up. I can't see people throwing up. Some of us do. The, uh, <laughs> And she threw up in the bag. And uh, after a few minutes, the mother got up and she walked up to me. The first thing she asked me, like, like, sir, what do you do? Like, I'm carrying your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I said, ma'am, I'm a pastor. Oh, you're the preacher? Yeah, I'm a preacher. And I heard preachers only preach that just took me a while on stage you preach a lot of things she, she, she is not actually taking care of a daughter she is talking to me I was really surprised because churches are being set a wrong examples many times and she looked up to me and said you know what you may preach or you may not preach on the stage but I realized that today you are not just man of words you did that here today I don't know what kind of situations, like, I'm not going to give my five fish, sorry, five bread and two fish. I don't know what kind of situation or what kind of gifts and talents, workplaces that you have in your life. It may be as as simple as holding a bag for someone who is not feeling well, or giving a piece of tissue for them to wipe their tears when they're down, or giving a word of encouragement to someone, and... God is on the moon. All you got to do is join the mission and do something for His kingdom. It may be a, a simple thing, but it may be a bigger thing. But all you got to do is be available. It's not your abil- avail- uh, ability. It's definitely about your availability. You does not need to have a training session how to hold for someone when they are throwing up. It's as simple as that. God's kingdom will be in our midst. When we are available to do something beyond our ability, He's going to do some amazing things in us, through us, throughout the globe. He's there looking for the people who are available to be part of His mission. Are you available? Are you really available to be joining this mission? Or are you want to be in a cruise ship looking for the comforts? Man, you and I are on the battleship. To fight this battle, but this most high God, that's the only mission that we got. I wanna encourage everyone to bow down, close in prayer. Father, what a great opportunity to come to you. It's it's not about our ability, it's definitely about our availability. Many things we don't see, very basic and simple things as our mission. Lord, you are called us to be part of your mission, not just in a mission field, just going to across the oceans in a different country. No, 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 no. We are living in a world where we don't understand many things, but you are called us to be a living sacrifice and testimonies to the people in this lost world so that we can give and spread your love and peace to this lost world. Lord, this little boy brought the whole thing that he had so that it will be provided for many. Lord, here we are available. Our abilities are very low and small. It's not significant. It's very little and insignificant. Thank you. Thank you for using our small and little insignificant things used for your glory. Let your people experience that fullness that you have. Be with us as we are on the moon in this mission. Lead us and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray.